0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff.
1: All right, my friends, you've tuned in to America's Home for conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. We certainly did. I did a couple of things. As per usual, we um, made it to the race this year. Got to spend some time with uh, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, and my uh, my son at the race on Sunday. Nice time, great race. I if you've never been, and I know most of you, uh, many of you anywhere are listening here in Indianapolis. Many of you have been. Maybe you haven't. I hadn't been. I think I went the first time in oh, I think oh five. I think. I think that was right. Um, just a truly. Amazing event. And I just think, you know, you got usually, well, you're never sure on the weather, but a lot of times it's been good weather. Uh, the flyover, the the honoring of, you know, um, the military, uh, folks that have given their all for this nation, for liberty. Um, and then just just to be a part of that. It's an awesome thing. So we did that over the weekend. And then yesterday, on Memorial Day, we make it up to... Uh, Crown Hill, Crown Hill Cemetery, and uh, participate in some events there where they recognize—well, um, they, they recognize again those who um, have given their all in defense of liberty in this great nation. So I hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. And I want to start today. I want to start. We're going to talk about this gun. Issue, which of course is uh, is something that we're going to be discussing for some time in the wake of what the tragedy, the the terrible events that happened in Uvalde, Texas, um, and of course, as information comes in from that, I mean that that's something else. The more we learn about the information of this event, if you're like me, the more that you find yourself scratching your head on this i mean it is it is remarkable the things that transpired in this uh at at that shooting the amount of time j- just the timeline itself the questions about what on earth was happening parents who actually got involved in fact the the officer who um the officer who actually ended up um Killing the perpetrator, he is was an off-duty police officer, and he wasn't even. It, there's just a lot of strange things, questions, the delays of going in, um, and just how that all went down. Parents, parents that were stopped outside, not allowed to go in. I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of questions here. A door being left open, all the things that happened beforehand. The shooter uh, shooting and eventually killing his grandmother, having a wreck, um, firing on other bystanders. I mean, it just, there's just a bunch of question marks here, and of course, where we get to is th- there's this this point, right? The the point of all Americans, my friends, all Americans agree that we should do anything we can to prevent this needless, evil, wicked violence. Every single person that I know does not want, you would have to be a, just an evil, wicked sociopath to not obviously want to try to find a way to stop that, right? To stop what transpired in the Uvalde school. Right? You would have to be absolutely evil uh, to not want to do that. The question then becomes how do we do that? How do we do that? And anytime this sort of thing has happened or come up over the past several, well, decades or i I remember the Columbine shooting back in, when was that? That was Columbine 99? Oz is shaking her head. Yes. Columbine back in 1999. I remember that. I had to pause because I didn't know if I was uh, saying the wrong uh, the wrong school. But Columbine back in 99. I was actually in Washington, D.C. Uh, that semester, and I remember hearing the news of that shooting back in the spring of 1999. And, again, we won't say the, the names of the wicked evildoers there either. But I you know, it, it was shocking, confusing. I was, of course, we all were much younger in those, in those days. And, of course, um, just trying to wrap our heads around the amount of evil and all of these things. And so some of these discussions have, you know, can be traced back to that point in time. And then, of course, things that have happened more recently as well. But it appears that one side, one side says the other side does not care. One side says the other side doesn't care about human life. In fact, one side, says the radical left, is only concerned with life if it is inside a woman's body. This is what they say. In fact, they, they conflate the issues of abortion and gun violence at schools or gun violence in general. And they say Republicans don't want, conservatives don't want to do anything to stop gun violence... Um, because they only care about a life when it's inside the mother's body, which, of course, is is not... Look, folks, I understand differences of opinion. There are people that I respect a lot, I had a conversation with one over the weekend. We agreed in part on uh, the issues pertaining to some things that could be done or the issues, or the, the, the uh, blaming... Th- this person agreed with me when it came to, you know how crazy it is to blame people who are responsible for their weapons. I didn't even say this. This individual did. Uh, But then again, this individual had issues with the type of weapon um, used or alleged to have been used, which was an AR-15, as as I believe has been um, determined now. So why does anyone need that type of weapon was the question that was, was posed. Um, anyway, but there's, the point is, is that there are going to be differences of opinion politically. I understand that I can respect that. What I, what I cannot respect, what I cannot allow to happen is for one side to believe that they are good and wholesome and have, you know, out they're, they're just altruistic and the rest of us are either idiots. And this is the left does this a lot as well. You'll notice I never, I mean, I, I will say things are crazy. I will say it is ludicrous to believe this, but I don't personally insult. Folks, I want my, my political, uh, what I would say, opponents, people who have a different worldview than me, I don't want to insult them. I want to persuade them. And if you want to persuade someone, one of the last things you should try to do, in fact, I may, I may say the very last thing you should do is personally insult them. Personal insults, generally speaking, do not help you in convincing someone or in finding some sort of common agreement or way to you know, um, to, to move forward together towards some sort of a shared solution, right? I mean, this is, this is a last-ditch effort, but, but the left uses it because they really want to marginalize the radical left, the unhinged left they want to marginalize and delegitimize those who have i think uh, opinions and thoughts that say hey it's not all just about how it it shouldn't just be all about how do we limit an access to a gun just just it is in my mind very similar to the issue of having elections it's not simply about giving people all the access that they want. It's also thinking in terms of how do we make sure that this remains secure? Because I've said in the past, and I main, uh, maintain my belief in this. Every time, every time you keep a polling place open in an election, you're making it susceptible to fraud. I mean, this is this is self-explanatory. I mean, I've, I've gone through this before. You know this. You know this instinctively, intuitively. You just this is common sense. This is. For people who know how to think, it's just the case. If I have a store that's open 24 hours a day, there are 24 hours a day that someone could shoplift for me. Now, maybe my short store's open 16 hours a day or 20 hours a day. It doesn't mean that someone cannot break in after after hours as well. But the point is, every time that we make an election open to receiving votes, until that election ends... There's concerns about making sure that we keep it operating and uh, you know that, that it's not interfered with illegitimately. I hope, and in today's world, I don't know. I don't know if the radical left would agree with that, especially in the wake of things like 2,000 mules. I don't know if the radical left would agree with that. If, if an American doesn't agree with that, then I would maintain that they have no interest in in an an election that has integrity. That's what I would believe. I don't know of any other reason why you wouldn't say, yes, we should provide as much access as is reasonably possible so that people can vote, right? And also, turns out, we got to make sure that it's as, as secure as possible. And so that's the same thing with virtually any issue. Now, when it comes to an issue... Um, you know, if if there's a right, right, a, a gift, a, a right given to us by God, we have to be very careful. And when it comes to the issues that are, well, the issue of the Second Amendment, which is obviously what um, access to firearms protects, that that God given right, it acknowledges it. It comes to us not from the Constitution, but from our from our Creator, and so. We have to think in terms of okay. Obviously, it doesn't mean that there can be that the government doesn't have you know any they can't make any law. It just means that those laws cannot infringe upon some upon someone's ability to protect themselves via the Second Amendment. Now, again, as I've stated on here before, the Second Amendment is rooted in this idea, rooted in this idea that we have the right to protect ourselves, protect ourselves from. Those who wish to do us physical harm, those who wish to um, exercise tyranny over us. We have the freedom to protect ourselves from personal harm, tyranny, extreme things like that. We have the right to defend ourselves from that, given to us not by our government, but by Almighty God. These are reasonable and good things. Again, it doesn't mean there can't be any law whatsoever, any background check whatsoever. No one's no one's clamoring for these things. No one's clamoring to say, you know, to heck with people who have you know experienced these losses or God forbid someone else who's going to be impacted by this. No one is saying that. No one is saying that at all. The only thing that people who are pro second amendment are saying is that we know that there's another side of this equation, and that is the one that I just mentioned, the right to protect ourselves from, again, from something as, simil- uh, as small as a, a criminal, a group of uh, individuals that are trying to harm us, to all the way up to our govern- uh, government. Now, Biden over the weekend says that that's not even a thing anymore because in order to fight back against... The U.S. government, you would have to have an F-15 or, or an M1 Abrams tank. He literally said this. I'm toying as to whether or not I'll play the soundbite, but I, I probably won't. But he did say that in a clip. He said that if you really want to protect yourself against the government, you need an F-16 or maybe – an I think it was F-15 is what he said, or, and an M1 Abrams tank, which, you know, I wonder what Biden knows about history. In fact, even recent history, you look at these countries, and I've I've marveled. I have i have marveled we marvel at things um that countries and I think to Afghanistan against the Soviet Biden may not even know this. I don't I don't know what Biden's aware of today. But the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. We were, of course, indirectly involved with this. This was back when um the United States government was actually helping people like Osama bin Laden fight off the evil communists from taking over control of Afghanistan. Or you think back to conflicts like, I mean, Vietnam, or you think about conflicts as recently as Iraq, or even to some degree our conflict in, in Afghanistan. And the idea, I mean, none of those None of those groups that I just mentioned had the same equivalent firepower of the enemy they were facing. In fact, in fact, guerrilla warfare, which is really what we're referring to here, is something that can be quite effective, especially when you realize and the media knows this by the way, and the Democrat party knows this, they know this very well. But when you realize a war, a war effort loses its effectiveness, whenever it loses its support at home, and if guerrilla warfare can help to, um, well, I don't want to get into the <laughs> if guerrilla warfare can make it can make it uh, you know s- some front page coverage so to speak, um, if if guerrilla warfare can. Inflict harm on people in a war situation. That's you know um, at an event where there's media coverage. I mean, for example, why did why did Bin Laden want to crash? Why did Al Qaeda want to crash jets into th- places like the World Trade Center, the t- the Twin Towers? Why did they want to target the White House, the Pentagon? Why did they want to do those things? Because they knew that that's symbolic. They knew that there would be. A lot of attention. They knew that there would be footage. They knew all these things. And whenever you see, whenever you see some of these, you know, these sorts of things that guerrilla warfare inflicts upon armies at war, or in the you know, in the cases of these extremists, some other um, other injuries and death and so forth and collapsing of buildings and those sorts of things. They did this without that equipment is the point. And they know that there's a, they know, they, the media, they, the the government, knows that there is a, uh, they have to be able to support their war efforts. They have to be able to make a case for it. Um, they have to continue to have the support back home. And if it's difficult and and bloody or people put up a resistance it changes that dynamic I'm trying to be sensitive here because I mean we're in the wake of a shooting but I'm talking in terms of, uh, of of what's happening in or what's happened throughout history and it's not always easy you can't just roll in tanks and start flattening cities although I wonder <laughs> I wonder with the way of the rhetoric if some of these radicals would not be more inclined to see conservatives leveled versus legitimate um, enemies, terrorist states, and so forth. I wonder sometimes the way that they talk. That's half hyperbole, by the way. It's more than half. But anyway, to act like people who have not been outgunned have never won a conflict, I mean, look back to the founding of this country as well. Again, we were not supposed to win this. I know there's historians out there today that'll say, well, you know, now that we have the full picture... It was it was inevitable that you. No, it wasn't. There was no way. that The United States of America was a long shot when they fought the British back in the 1770s. That was not supposed to happen. And so Biden's out there making a mockery of this. But I'm going to take a break. So I understand different political opinions. I do. I don't understand someone who does not respect the Second Amendment at all. And I'm not saying that I'm even want to understand that, because I think it's, you may say it's a different world today than it was in 1776. You may say that the government has earned our trust. I think that, I think that that's absolutely insane. But to say to me, you don't believe that we are given by God, not even by, not by government, but but by God, by our creator, whatever you think that that is, that we don't have the right to defend ourselves and our liberties from whoever it is that's trying to Take away our liberties. Entire Memorial Day weekend is about honoring those who gave their all in defense of these liberties. They gave their lives defending these liberties. And to act as though we don't have the right to do that personally, but we can what we can form an army and tell someone else to go do it for us? I, I mean, folks, that's that's a little bizarre to me. Right? I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. If someone else can go do it. On our behalf that we ought to be able to do it on our own as well. Again, doesn't mean we're not even into the details as to what sort of laws can be in place, but to act like to act like people have no interest in protecting themselves from government or even other people that's that's not even trying to be fair minded about it and that's where the left is today. They say to hell with all of this stuff, we're coming after your AR 15s, maybe your handguns. Biden's out there talking about nine millimeters or too much firepower as well. That was something he said at a clip as he was about to go in and see Gold Star families over the Memorial Day holiday. Anyway, the point here is that, yes, we all want, everybody wants to see no more school shootings, right? There's not a single person that doesn't care about that. And if they are, their fringe, extremist, delusional whatever. But to pretend that there's not another side of the coin, too, that we have to be mindful of, just like we're mindful of when we have elections, just like we're mindful of when we're trying to navigate COVID, which we didn't do as well, right? With COVID, there's the economy, there's our freedoms, there's public health. you got to think about all three. We didn't do that. We should have done that, but we didn't. And this is why. This is the point. What happened with the economy was a direct result of people only focusing on one particular aspect of that and not even knowing what they were doing at that. This is why. This illustrates very clearly why we must be aware and mindful of all the parts of, all the pieces of the puzzle. And the radical left does not care. They have one thing on their mind here, and that's to politically capitalize on this tragedy. I don't like to say that. I do not. I truly, God's honest truth, do not like to say that, but I don't know how else to to place it or explain it to you. So, timeouts in order. Come back. Talk about this here for the day. Got some sound bites that I want to get to as well. Sit tight, my friends. Listening to the Home of Conservative. Not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So, again, the issue here going to be a short segment by the way. The issue here is it's whenever we're exercising the our, you know I guess whenever we're trying to figure out problems or solutions to problems that exist. Um the people that I know are I mean look very fair-minded, very interested. Of course, in, in finding a solution, but but there's questions too, right? How many things and and this this for people who are on the side of the second amendment who hear things like, well, we need another another set of rules, a lot of us think, well, how many rules were broken the last time? how many things didn't happen? I mean, just the response to the school shooting, why again, it had already started, so, that's not to say that it would have solved everything, but it could have been, it wasn't handled sound, from what we can gather, anywhere near to the way it should have been handled, right? It shouldn't have been this much time out preparing outside of the school and so forth. Um, again, there's so many other questions. There weren't supposed to be unlocked doors and things like this, right? And how does something happen so close to a school um, and nothing happened for a long period of time. What was it 12, I want to say 12 minutes from the wreck? And I mean shooting shooting at people what, across the street or after he got out of the vehicle just um, had, had killed his grandmother had, had, sh- had shot her already as well. And for all these things to transpire, there's, there seems to have been plenty of places where we already have questions. Why this? How many times do background checks that do exist now? By the way, already flag someone and they're still able to get a firearm. How does how do these things happen? Right. That's that's one of the questions. And I think it's a fair question. It doesn't mean that there's not other things that need to be done, while also protecting our God-given right to protect ourselves. That is, look, I, there are some folks who won't even acknowledge that today. Instead, they'll say things like the Second Amendment is, is antiquated. The founders, and I've seen some stupid things out there. I've seen some stupid things out there. People say the founders, you know, when they were um, writing the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, it took X number of minutes to reload a firearm or whatever, X number of seconds or minutes. Okay. So therefore, they were not writing um, freedoms that we have in this particular time of human history because weapons have you know magazines and you can fire bullets quickly uh, from a firearm and so forth this is proof to them that they say look the founders weren't writing for this but it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what a freedom is what a freedom is the founders weren't they were talking about a principle and this by the way I saw one post that said a group of people that wrote in the 1700s, I'm paraphrasing here, but would have been either scared or perplexed by something like a dishwasher, Should not we shouldn't be trusting them in 2022. And I disagree vehemently because the principle, it's the, princ- the principle of being able to protect ourselves, again, from something as simple, well, something as small, I guess if you want to say it's not, I'm not saying it's small in some, but just an actual crime, a criminal trying to um, physically harm us, which again, I'm not saying is a small thing. I'm just saying by magnitude, that versus a government trying to, you know, people having to fight back for their liberties against the government like the founding fathers did. Both of those things are reasons and rationale why the government, or excuse me, why the founders enumerated in the, Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment. that's completely understandable. It's not people get people get caught up in these details and think it wasn't just opinions of the founders the way it wasn't as though they said this is the way we we think it should work for now. no what the founders discovered was truth. what the founders had revealed to them was truth. And remember whenever they won, the American Revolution, they could have very simply said, we're now the ones in charge, and we're going to tell the rest of you how to live and how you're going to serve us the way that most people who run revolutions behave in the wake of the revolution that they end up winning. Our founders didn't do that. Our founders said, time out. We're going to actually make you citizens. We're going to actually, or not to make you citizens, but recognize that you are citizens. We're not going to say you're subjects to someone else. You're created in the image of God, and you have a life that you are in control of, not the government. And along with that comes certain liberties that God has given you. You're not not just responsible and then not capable of doing anything about it. You actually have these freedoms to go and live that life that you chose, that, that you decide to live, right? If you want to worship a creator or Not. You're free to do that. You can protect yourself via the Second Amendment. You can peaceably gather to petition your government for a redress of grievances. You can assemble with those whom you choose to assemble. You can say things that people don't like, including your government. You can use even some very, very colorful language to describe and to make your point because these ideas are so critical. Right And there's others as well, but this was how our country was founded. And that truth does not change. That truth is a truth. People are given by God the freedom to defend themselves against someone who's trying to harm them or if a bunch of people are trying to harm them under the guise, under the name of some federal agency or government depriving them of life, liberty, property and so forth they have the right to do that and you don't have a right to do it if you don't have the means by which to do it meaning that doesn't mean the government provides you the means to do it it means the government can't interfere from your ability to acquire the means to ensure the right which would be done through the second amendment when a person decides to lawfully obtain a firearm for the purposes for for those purposes For those purposes long, again, in this segment, I'm really behind this morning. Sit tight, my friends. Back in just a minute. I want to give you an example. This is Chuck Todd over the weekend. Uh, Chuck Todd from Meet the Press. Just listen how this is, I guess, framed. And before I play this, let me say, I, (laughs) oh, I, at the risk of, I know some of you don't agree with me when I say this, but I've been on record as saying, I, I think people should be more, I don't know, thoughtful on saying, we'll keep you in our thoughts and prayers. And I know that that's generally speaking meant to be, you know, some sort of an encouragement. Hey man, I'm going to keep him, I'm going to keep you in mind. I'm going to, I'm going to think about you. I'm going to. Ask, you know, talk to God about you. I wonder how much that's actually done. I do. Um, I sometimes think we'd be a lot better off if we just did it and didn't tell everybody. That's kind of my, where I'm coming from on this. So, in fact, I said that last week. I sometimes think that maybe there's some unintentional damage. And sometimes I think it's because people don't know what to say. And I understand that. There's, what do you say? I told you last week. When I did this show, the two days following the shooting was, to me, was those are the hardest shows that I have to do. And um, I think I told you I didn't think I did very well on one of the shows. It's a rarity. That's not a rarity. Sometimes I think that a couple times here and there. It's not because I'm not ready. Just sometimes I think oh, I didn't quite say that or get to that the way I wanted to or whatever, but... Anyway so he's coming at it talking about the thoughts and prayers perspective and of course their solution it's it's interesting to me because what they're saying is the same thing they get mad at Republicans over conservatives over which is it's it's different it's the same general thing Republicans or conservatives might say you know keep these families in your thoughts and prayers and they say, well your thoughts and prayers aren't doing anything and then and then I say or we say what okay, well, what do you want to do about this? And they say, we need to do something. What do you mean by something? It turns out the something kind of important, right? The something kind of matters. So it's in this, I guess with this backdrop, that this particular um, soundbite from Chuck Todd, which is about a minute or so long, I just want to play this. This is how it's being framed, Republic or, Republicans, or they say to say, you know, thoughts and prayers, that doesn't do any good. The government's got to do something, got to do something, got to do something, got to do something. Well, I think reasonable people are saying, if there is something that we can do, then let's talk about it. But we also have to make sure, keep in mind, the right, the God-given rights of people. Because, folks, in the 20th century alone, I've referenced this many times on this program, 100 million people. 100 million people died at the hands of their of their government oftentimes governments that promised utopian or utopian world to their people communist China communist Soviet Union um Paul Pot uh I, Castro's Cuba and so forth but listen just listen to how they frame this I I think the only thing the radical left is going to be happy with is the Something like a complete assault weapons ban, maybe even more based on what, upon what Biden is saying. I mean, th- some of them would like nothing more than to repeal the Second Amendment. And I know people will say that that's not what they say and all this. Folks, it's out there. It's out there for people that want to that want to find it. This is no secret. They don't like the Second Amendment. Some people just are scared of guns in general. They don't they, they see bad things happening. They don't know the good which there's a lot of good things that are done with guns too. But sometimes it's people who have much more nefarious purposes. These radical leftists, these globalist, radical leftist types. Anyway, let's listen to Chuck Todd and the way he describes this.
0: It's become our uniquely American ritual of words after each episode of this uniquely American serial tragedy. Thoughts and prayers. Nothing we can do. No law would have stopped this. The real problem is mental illness. If only the victims had been armed. More thoughts and prayers. How do we allow an 18-year-old, in this case Salvador Ramos, to buy assault rifles and accumulate more than 1,600 rounds of ammunition, all legally, mind you? Whether it's guns or climate change or protecting our democracy, oh, we that no longer have a politics that can meet these crucial moments that we face. A
1: segment? Will the
0: deaths of 19 children and two teachers in Uvalde, Texas, change things? Unlikely. The murder of first graders at Sandy Hook didn't. No member of Congress has been voted out of office for being too pro-gun. Not one. So until the majorities who claim they want tougher background checks and to get assault weapons off the street vote like they mean it, we can expect to hear more calls for thoughts and prayers. And that's it. Because this current version of the Republican Party is being held hostage by a vocal minority obsessed with an absolute right that does not exist
1: an absolute right that does not exist he says which again again they're they're playing word games here it is it is an absolute right now hear me out i doesn't mean that there can't be any sort of government law pertaining to it but it is an absolute right. They're playing. They're playing games with this. They see this. Number one, this. Uh, I, again, I hate saying this, but this is. This is. They think that this is what the election has to be about. Again, I, I, I don't like to say that, and I'm not saying that this shouldn't be a part of the political discourse. I'm not saying that, but they they don't want people voting on just how atrocious everything else is in America. They don't, right? So but what's this he he mocks the arming teachers, which look, I'm, I'm not saying we should go around arming teachers, but if if a teacher wants to carry and has a legal right to do so, should he or she not be able to do that in a school? Does it I mean, I could sit here and you know point how we already have a uh, gun free zones at schools. That hasn't stopped it. No shooter has said, oh man, not supposed to have this here. Of course not. He's mocking these other things. And saying we have to do something. Not defining what we have to do. Just telling us that we have to do it. And it's Republicans' fault that we haven't. And he acts like he's the one that's trying to find solutions here. He is not. He is a hack. And I've got to take a break. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. Leave it to Chuck Todd and the others in the radical left to tell us they're trying so hard to find solutions to these things, if only Republicans would come to the table and meet with them to discuss it. Of course, they call Republicans all sorts of names. They badger and belittle them and tell us that they have the solution, which the solution is just to do something. I'm Folks, look, what happened was absolutely awful and terrible and beyond words, what happened. But it. If we're going to solve this problem, if we're going to address this thing as adults and have a conversation, which I'm not afraid of any of these conversations, these things are important. Nothing more important. Again, I said off the top, they, the left, the radical left wants to make this about Republicans only care about life when it's in the womb, inside the mother's body, right?' that's, that's not true. That's, that's just disingenuous. It just it truly is. I'm interested in having discussions about these things. I'm interested in figuring out what we can do. But doing something is not it. Following Beto or lead on this is not it. He's out there political grandstanding and so forth. Chuck Todd is serious, so get put aside all this silly talk and really encourage folks with the brain and not a political agenda, to engage in these discussions. Unfortunately, I don't know. I don't see that happening. I wish that it would, but I don't see it happening. Prove me wrong, Chuck Todd. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. Unfortunately that is about all of the time that I have for the day. Again, I would I welcome I welcome the discussion, I welcome the discourse, I welcome the exchange of ideas. I welcome Look, it's it's people these are emotional situations. I get it. Strong feelings on both sides. I think look we can do this and have these discussions. We can hear other opinions. But again, it when one side is painted as the culprit or even responsible and the other side's considered the ones who are trying to save uh, you know, save the future from any sorts of things like this simply because they care and they want to, quote, do something, that's a really bit of a naive position to take. So anyway, folks, I got to go. Have a great day. SDGC tomorrow. Take care. Bye.